So we're back with some more guests. I'm Matt. This is Courtney. So we are Hi. here. Oh, there she is. So we're here right now with Lauren McCauley and Stephanie Destazio. They work in South Carolina at the Department of Education. Uh, Lauren is a lead associate of personalized learning, and Stephanie is the director of the Office of Personalized Learning in South Carolina. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. So before we started uh, recording, you you were musing that this is a brand new office, or you're 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 kind of new to this. So I'm curious, like, what made a state decide that they needed an office of personalized learning, and then what's your vision for what you're going to do with it? I'm going to let Lauren tell you what made our state go there because she was at the Department of Ed before I was. Okay. So she knows a little bit more of that story, and then yeah. I'll, I'll talk about the next piece. So our vision statewide, uh, well, I'll back up. We actually had a lot of districts that were engaged in this work. Um, some really innovative schools and districts who were out in front of the field. And then our state superintendent, Molly Spearman, was elected almost three years ago now. And she came in with the vision that we were going to support this statewide. We were going to create enabling systems at, at the state level and really help push the field and support the districts who were already out in front mm -hmm. um, and st started to, to make those shifts internally and then they realized we needed to create this office whose sole purpose was to focus on this work if we were really gonna um, provide the support that the field needed. Interesting. Nice. Okay. So, well, so I wonder, I, I've got, I'm, of course I have questions, but so do you find that it's, or what is the, what is it like to work with your other counterparts at the Department of Education that are not under the Office of Personalized mm -hmm. Learning? So it's, it's been really nice. Our, our um, Department of Ed is really focused on this work and it is very much central and um, at the core of what we're doing and so it's been interesting to get to work with the other offices to figure out how do we do this work in other places because if we are not coordinating with our Office of Educator Effectiveness mm -hmm. in our teacher evaluation system in supports that we're doing to new principals and to teachers then th this work would not go very far. I mean, we right. cannot do this in isolation. We, we absolutely cannot work in a silo. And so it's been really um, fun because it's, uh, it's allowed us to have a lot of cross-agency mm -hmm. um, conversations, discussions, like planning sessions, you know, what's the next steps, where are we going? Um, and so I think for a state agency, it definitely has been eye-opening. Um, but we are, our division that we're in is the division of innovation and effectiveness. And so I, I think people are really excited about getting to work mm -hmm. kind of outside their boxes. Excellent. So what is the vision for, um, it was part of my original question. Mm -hmm. Well, our, our state superintendent wants to have a school that's focused on personalized learning in every district across our state. Okay. Um, so that is, is definitely a um, very simple, straightforward piece that we're well, I say simple, like it right. sounds simple, <laughs> sounds yeah. simple, Done. Um, but, but on the flip side of that, um, in our office, um, we are trying to support folks across an entire continuum. So people who are just engaging right. in this work, what is personalized learning? What does it look like? Uh, they're, they're exploring that. We have uh, schools and districts that are really planning and launching. Um, that's the word we're sort of using for that. And then we have 
um, groups that are really moving towards that more advanced implementation and towards mm -hmm. competency-based education. Mm -hmm. And so we are fortunate in South Carolina that we have the profile of the South Carolina graduate already in existence. Yep. Um, and that is really at the core of what our office is doing. We are currently engaged in developing competencies mm -hmm. for the profile of a South Carolina graduate, specifically in the areas of skills and characteristics. Mm -hmm. um, Lauren and I are not doing that ourselves. <laughs> we are just facilitating that work. We are, we are bringing in huge groups of stakeholders um, from all across the state and, and um, you know, civic leaders, legislators, business folks, um, educators, obviously, um, people who are in our education oversight committee, um, so that we really can get everybody on board with having the things in place when districts and schools are ready right. to, to take the next step, yeah. that we are trying to kind of stay out ahead of it and, and stay at the same time tied into what is it that you need, what might be coming next, what resources right. can we find, how can we help, what barriers can we remove. So you, you said a little bit earlier that the goal was to have one school in every district mm -hmm. be a personalized learning school. Mm -hmm. Is is that the beginning goal or is that the end goal? As in, what I'm trying to say is, is personalized learning good for all the kids? Or is it just going to start with that, like one school is going to focus on it and then it'll go from there? I think it's just a starting point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that's you know, a statewide basis. Yep. Um, that's big because you know we're trying to mm -hmm. do the same thing in, in Maine right. with provincially-based diplomas, mm -hmm. but it's basically high school-based, right. and that's a struggle because it's not just high school; it has to be the whole continuum. And right. You're talking about having that whole continuum going, and yeah, it's if it's good for some, why isn't it good for all? Exactly, and we want people to be able to find themselves. What are the practices that they're implementing or that they could implement that will lead them somewhere along this journey? Right. So what are some, oh, go ahead. You were about to talk. Go ahead. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, I think the vision of the, the one school started because if you have started on this journey of personalized learning, you know one of the biggest questions you get asked is, what does this look like? Uh -huh. <laughs> How do I do that? It is such a big concept to understand, and yet I've seen an educator time and time again have, I can see the aha moment when they can visit a classroom. And so I think that goal of having it, having one in every district gives you that place you can go and see it in action. As Stephanie just said, it makes it alive in that local context so you know this works for, for our community mm -hmm. and then it makes it much easier to, to start to expand beyond that one school. Mm -hmm. So how long how long has it been office been in, in existence? That's a lot of since the end of July. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. We are veterans. Yeah. Yeah. So I pretty much answered my next question already then being like, well, how, does it, how is it going How's for the past few years? It's going really well. We are very busy. I can tell you that. Yeah. So what do you think about the, the buy-in that you've had from, from people around, around the state? Is, is this something that people actually on the ground are like, yes, we want to do this? Or is it a lot more of what the heck is personalized learning and I don't know what that is so I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't it, say it's, it's a, not, it's we do mix, get right? what the heck is this, but not the, oh, I'm not going to do that. I oh, think, the, I think when people hear what personalized learning is and you, you put it in context of what it looks like, sounds like, can be in a school, yep. um, educators go, oh yeah, yeah, right. Now, but how do I do that? Or I need right. this. That's what, the next you step. Know, so, so that's really our role is, is facilitating that. Um, we were talking earlier. I said to some folks, we are in the unique position, although we are from the State Department, instead of being a have to or coming in and telling you like, you must do this or here's this, 
it is we're the office of get to like so we see ourselves Gosh, as we, we get to yeah. work with schools yeah. they get to choose to work with us um, we get mm-hmm. to try to find ways to help them be innovative we get mm-hmm. to try to figure out what barriers we can help remove we get to try to come to great places like Inacol and figure out wh- what are the resources that we can bring to South Carolina right. because we can't send every teacher in every school in every district out everywhere yep. so how do we find those things and bring them to the state mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you've found or that your idea is about how you're going to support some of the different phases of implementation that you've seen? So our in our initial stage, what, what we call the exploration phase, we're really focused on exposure. So taking schools or even a single educator who wants to come um, to go on a school visit to another yeah. school, um, we're going to be doing webinars to set the basis for what is personalized learning. Are those like internal um, webinars or are they open to, So well, I guess internal for the whole state. Is yes. Kind of yes. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for the whole state. <laughs> uh, and then we're also doing um, inquiry labs yeah. um, where we are going to visit a school district and that um, elementary, middle, and high focus on a particular practice. So it makes it more manageable instead of this big picture mm-hmm. personalized learning. What is one piece that you can start with and what does it look like at every level? And so the the folks who are visiting will be able to see in action and learn how, um, how you engage with that practice. But then we'll be giving feedback to the school that we're visiting. So we're all growing and learning cool. together. Yeah, nice. um, and then at the, the next, the, the launch and the planning, level will be engaged in some deep deep planning some deep professional development around what does this look like how do you um, coach your teachers on these practices um, to actually put it in action in your school what systems change do you not need to start to think about at a district level because it's not just mm-hmm. state level barriers mm-hmm. there are district level barriers and practices mm-hmm. that, that need to change and shift in, as well so what are those practices and then at our um, advanced implementation for those districts and schools that have been at this for a few years we want to help take them to the next level and so whether that's starting to engage around performance assessments or how you rethink your grading policy or your bell schedule like those bigger picture systems things that we know we need to do to advance this work and that'll be the group that's out in front really pushing our thinking right and trying Mm -hmm. things and making them having the different experiences to report back all right so i have a question about the use again your office just started this year and you said your state superintendent was elected three years ago Mm -hmm. And they started it. Was it started by them, or was the demand there? And we have to create something to to help move the state along. Probably both. Okay. So, so this work has been being. I mean, it's been happening in the field, sure. obviously. And um, our state superintendent has been very much an advocate of it. She has been, okay. you know, working. And and Lauren was hired early on um, as a personalized learning associate. But I think there, it just came to a point of if we're ever going to really get this work where it needs to be statewide and at the scale and at the um, level of support that we know yeah. our folks are going to need, we probably need to have an office so that we can really support that in a way that's meaningful. And it's an interesting challenge because we know that this work touches on everything that we do as an agency. Right, right, right. And I don't even know the extent to which Stephanie knows that there was a good bit of even internal debate about where this office should live and does it live 
in a division that on paper might look like a silo. Like, exactly. do you create this special position some somewhere else in the agency? Sure. Um, right. Because again, we know that it, it touches everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it touches our accountability system, our assessment system, our standards and learning office. It, it touches on adult education. It touches everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that just means we have to build those bridges and that collaboration throughout mm-hmm. the agency. Which mm-hmm. is a good model for our schools that way, right? It is. You know, when teachers have to be almost forced to collaborate, but once you see the value of it, that right. it all you're, you're all in the same mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. why does there need to be those classrooms that are all silos? That, exactly. was, that was an That's older true. system that just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good model also. That, yeah. That's what I like about that. So we ask all of our um, interviewees, all of our podcast participants, what their biggest do-do is for personalized learning. Um, so you guys can choose to answer that either way. I think it might be curious to hear, like from a systems perspective, like for scaling, what do you guys think like are the most important do-dos? That's scaling is always like, how do we scale this? That's always yeah. the first thing in the conversation after you have some success. Um, or it might just be from your work with individual teachers or like the kinds of things that you put on the table when you begin this work with people. So either way is fine. Well, I, I think what I'm going to say is probably going to maybe answer both of those. Maybe not. Who knows? I could be all the way off base. But um, I, I think an absolute do-do is really focusing on building capacity for, mm-hmm. for your folks. I mean, that we have been heavily engaged in that um, and realizing that y- you don't have to do it yourself. It's how do we leverage the great things that are happening capitalize on those focus on those and and grow people forward so that we are um able to really reach out and reach more people so i mean i think focusing on that like i said you know bringing things into south carolina to build that capacity but then having those folks then continue through our innovation labs and those types of things to really um continue to help feed their peers forward and that means your state team as well, because mm-hmm. as we right. have continued to provide support in the field, we have done a lot of internal learning. And I think the support and, and the growth that we've had in our agency has been because we are learning mm-hmm. all this together, and we've been very strategic about providing those opportunities. Um, and I think sometimes we forget to do that at the state level, that we mm-hmm. need to grow and learn as well. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Yeah, thank you so thank much you for coming very by. Much. Well, come to South Carolina, smiling faces, <laughs> in beautiful will. places. That's right. It's <laughs> a great day in South it's Carolina. Carolina. Or there's the like the catchphrases. Our yeah. group, ours is the way life should be. That's one of it. Yay. <laughs> it's, hard. I know. it's hard sometimes. It's hard. Yes, thank you very much. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thank you for having me. You're welcome to grab a pin. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my, so great. How many?